Okay, let's go back to Siv Yud, which we're in the middle of. It's on page Reish, Pei Ches. Siv Yud, we'll just briefly go over the Mechaber and the Ramah. And then I want to show you one important point. Yisrael, Shonas, and Kesev, Lumen of Chab. Remember, an Umen is a fellow who gets paid by the job done, paid by the Kli, let's say. As opposed to a Socher Poyol that gets paid by the hour. That's uh, crucial here. So the Yid gave money to Umen to fashion a Kli, lost men a Kli, and it's our Tvila. So he gets it back, it doesn't require a Tvila. The Chiddush over here is that even though there are sheetas that hold an Umen kind of a Shrach Kli, when he creates it, becomes his, and he's really, really selling it back to the guy who hired him. That is a concept of Cheshemish, but over here, since everything has to be daime to the Kenyan by Midjan, over here, even though Uman might be in theory kind of Bishrak Kli, it was never called Al Shem it was always called Al Shem Yisrael, and therefore it doesn't require Tfilah when the Yid gets it back. That's the Sheet of Machab, the Ramah argues, Hagav Yesh Chokin, and therefore the Ramah says, Yesh Bracha, since it's the Machlekis, should be terrible without a broker. Uh, where this is Nogea is something we discussed at the beginning of the Sugya, and that is the samovars that are being marketed now that say no tefillah required. And the question is why? What, what are they doing to free it from the issue? People are hesitant, it's electric, and they don't want to be tefillah, even though you could probably do it and it'll survive, but it's a better product. It'll rust less if you don't. Um, there are a number of ways to do it. One good way is one company is bringing it in without the bottom. And then it's assembled in Brooklyn. And the Yid is screwing on the whole bottom. So it doesn't hold water, literally. Uh, so that's Gavaldi. So it was more than the Klee. It's more expensive to do it that way. So that's why the other company doesn't want to do it that way. What they're doing is they're ordering all the parts, sending it to a factory in China. But they claim they make a king of the parts by ordering it. The Shiloh with the Kenyan with a guy, they never really saw the saw anything. They ordered from a probably from another company in China, maybe a block away, and then sending it over there, a company in Hong Kong. But they're paying for it, and therefore it's their raw material. They're sending it to the factory in China. Problem is what happened to Uman Kainabishvach Kli? Shouldn't it be this Machlekis? So the answer is going to be that the people working in the factory are not an Uman, the thousand workers they have there, they're Shir Yom, they're Poilun. Nobody holds a pile as kind of the clay. The reason that's not so pushed is because maybe the pile isn't kind of the clay, but the factory that's making it, the way they have funny laws in China, they're very, very stark about who owns what, and the, uh, the law might be that the, the company, or the factory owns it until it's paid for. It's not called Hashem Yisrael, because the Yisrael wasn't even there, and the Yisrael ordered it either online or by calling another factory delivered there. So is that really called Hashem Yisrael? I mean, that's the whole story over here. That it's called Hashem Yisrael, even though the 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 uh, guy might have been kainit in other areas of Allah, but it was always called Hashem Yisrael. Is that really called Hashem Yisrael? Hey, a big Chinese factory making for hundred companies, and there's one private label. Is that called Hashem Yisrael? So that's that's the debatable issue over here. It's not a, a bad header, but it's not as glad as the guys who were screwing in the bottom and putting it together in, in Brooklyn. So that's what he discusses. Go to Sifkat and pay hand, pay rage, pay test. The tevev bracha. Miu, this is, this is very crucial because people get confused. I contrasted it with Pasam Bishalakum. Pasam Bishalakum depends on who's baking it and who's cooking it, not on who owns the bakery. It's the exact opposite over here. L'chaira for the Chi of Tfilas Kalim, it depends who owns the factory, not who fashions it. That's what he spells out. Miu, Beis Chorish, Yisrael, it's a factory owned by a Jew. 
and he has geisha workers. If it's bought straight from the Jewish factory. Remember, there was another problem if there's a non-Jewish middleman, which often there is, or a non-Jewish store selling it, being sold by Walmart, that doesn't help you too much. Because then a guy owned it in between. So if you buy it directly from them, even though the people fashioned the Kli, we're going, if it's owned by you, it's not a problem. This whole shayla, the mess of machlok is machabed is not by a sachir; it's only by an uman. Sach is a guy who's paid by the hour, and uman is a guy who's paid by the finished product of a particular kli. Which is the Jew who owns the factory that ordered the raw material. And so it's filah hepa. But by the nachem, if you have a geisha factory, Yisrael, and he has a Jewish worker, Sarah Tzvila. Ah, the Jewish worker made it? The answer is, he made it, but it's owned, the factory company is owned by a guy. Kuliyama, the Yesh Misha Saver, and Bez and then some even go further and say, if you have a factory of mass production, Afilu B'Poylem Kabbalanim, even if the Poylem was a Kabbalan, which they're not. Nami Yakom Adim Deinochan Acharem Adina Kisriyayim, the Hoyel Vuhu Eisek Kali, Eisek Kem Lameyaz Malaf, and they're making thousands and thousands at a time. Akol Hoyeluch Acharbal Eisek, nobody knows, nobody cares, nobody focuses on the guys making it. Even if he's a Kabbalan, they focus on the owner of this large operation, Valshmoy Nikru Kalim, which by the Chinese factory will work against you. That's what I raised before. Is that, does anybody know the Yid is making one company, his company is making for thousands of uh, other companies, and uh, the Yisrael never even showed up, and if he did, he's not showing up on a constant basis, he's ordering from somewhere else. Is that called Al Shem Yisrael? So this far can cut in both directions. Some say, no, if he's a Kabbalan, it is an issue. Again, it's not going to be Lageh, because most of them are Poilim. Chalzeh, and he points out again, This only helps you if it's a Jewish company, even with Geisha workers, you're buying it straight from the Jewish company. Or if a Geisha middleman owned it in between, not just a broker. He's the weakest link of the chain. And if it went through five different owners, if any of them were going, you're going to have a problem. So that's important to keep in mind. Go now to Sif Yud Aleph. The rest of this part of the Ramah talks about variations of, of who owned the metal and how much has to be owned. It's not as no gas. We're going to skip to Sif Yud Aleph on page Reish Sadi the Gimel. He did a Kenyan. Well, that's the problem. Making a Kenyan with a guy, the whole thing is not. By Pesach, as you know, we make five or six different Kenyans to make sure it's sold. So he's paying for it. Let's say he orders it online or he calls the company and then they send him a bill and he pays Kesef. So that's a Kenyan according to them. Never even did Mashiach. They sent it straight to the company. That was picking up his raw material. They didn't say send the bar park and I'm going to send it back to China. They're smart. They send it straight there. So Shaila is, was he really kind of it? That's one Shaila. And the second Shaila is, is, is it called Al Shem Yisrael? The whole factory is uh, really you know, the, the bunch of yeah, a bunch of pilum, but it's owned by one guy. Is, is that is that Nikola Shem Yisrael enough? But again, it's not a ridiculous far, and there are companies that are relying on it. That's why they're telling you not to be table, which is not as not as great as the other Heksher that's putting it together over here. But it's, it's decent. A guy called me yesterday. So uh, Akiva, I hope you're still crusading, crusading around town. Um, a guy called me yesterday. He has a grill. Should he? Uh, do you have to be table the great? I said, you're grilling directly on the grate? Of course he is. He said, yeah. I said, you have to be tethered. He said, he called somebody. He wasn't trying to chepper. He, he just, uh, he said, uh, he asked a friend, and the friend asked his, his rov, who shall remain nameless, 
And uh, he told him he doesn't have to with Mechubal Karka. It's just not true. <laughs> uh, just wrong. It's not... Uh, now, if you have um, these grills... Even the grills are embedded in... <laughs> they are, but the, but the rack is not. The rack comes out, yeah. It's not, uh, very shvach. So I told him just to, I don't want to make the other person look bad. I said, I'm not saying that's complete perm Torah. There may be a shita that if it's, it's not made to take out all the time, and it's not which they are. I think you have to clean them. Go and take them out. You have to clean all the time. They're made to take out. I don't know. It's just a lot of funny things floating around. Uh, so, you know, you just have to, uh, you have to be careful, which... You have noticed some are more flimsy than others, but um, I told him to be it. He said, with a bracha? I said, yeah. He said, wow, you really convinced that this is I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced enough to tell you to make a bracha, yeah. That's, uh, which, um, you know, just goes to show you. But it's, uh, it's grilling season, and if you're eating by somebody who doesn't know that din, uh, it doesn't ask the food but yeah, which you know, but you can't, can't go there and ask them to grill you some hamburgers on that you can't uh, you can't use it so uh, if it's pretty safe to say that anybody from this year who invites you you're probably okay uh, anybody who missed a few nights or hasn't come at all during the season is uh, I'm getting a little nervous about this so sh- no food's kosher but you can't go there and ask them to, you can't stand there while he's grilling your hot dogs and ask him can you put that hamburger on if you're playing barbecue it's no problem there's no problem with the food with you. Unless the guy Sushanamara is that he's buying Oscar Wiener hot dogs also, but that's not a necessarily uh, Sushdal. You know? The fact that the guy doesn't know he has to be telling this doesn't mean he's buying trade. That's, uh, that's a big cool. What? If he calls it for five, and there's a Dark Yashalom issue, and you show up at six, and everything is done, it's not trade. But to show up at 5.05, which is what most people do, most people come early to these things, and you're standing, that's the whole point, you're standing there, and he says, okay, Yitzi, what do you want? I'll, say, I'll take two of these, and as you're talking, he's putting it on the grill. You're asking him to put it on the grill. That you can't do. You can't ask him. You have to cook something on a grill, which is not what to do. It's very it's different than the different it's gradations it's in Bidiyevit. Is that the fact, is this the type of thing that you don't need to talk to by the way? Uh, I would tell him, by the way, before 5 o'clock on Sunday. Like, tell him the week before. Or tell him on Monday night, in preparation, by the way, just in a shear. So interesting. I didn't know this. Thing. You always blame it on yourself. You can always... You give somebody Musa. Your first thing you say is, I have the same problem. And I didn't know this either. And I used to think you could talk during davening, and now I know you can't. And I used to not know about how this came, and now I found out it's the right. So, you know, things like, small things like that. And, um, can you look like you're discussing over shear? And hopefully we'll get the message. I don't know. You, you tell me after you take a poll. Do people know this then? I mean, this guy, he just called me, he didn't. But, um, you know, I don't know, ask, ask around. But, uh, but you've got gotta to be terrible. It's the same thing. as the, the only reason you're not terrible the rack in the oven is because we don't put food in the rack. And if you, it's the same thing. But if it was used once or twice in the so now you got a tough thing. Got a, we're going to get to that. We, we, didn't, we didn't get to the chatzitza issues yet. We're going to get to that maybe in the next two weeks or in September. But we're going to get to that. It's, uh, you got to clean it well. It's not, it's not so easy. But once in a while, they need a good cleaning anyway. So, you know, why not? Take the steel brush and you, you clean it. Okay, let's start Sif Yudal. You would think this next Sif is not too Nogea. We're going to see right away. It's actually extremely Nogea. Sif Yudal on page Reit Sadi Gimel. Yisrael Shamacher Kli Lovachavim. 
So Yitz sells a clean to a guy, not on a retail level, what you know, to have neighbors, when was the last time he sold a clean to a guy? Um, we buy Kalim and they're cheap enough, and uh, we don't usually sell our used Kalim. In, in Europe, the time of Bessie this was not that uncommon. You saw Shemach and Kalim, Vilchav, and Vilchav, and Vilchav, and then he bought it back. Nimenu, Tzarech, Tfilah. I only sold to him for five minutes, then you change your mind, it could be five seconds. Once you sold it to him, it belongs to a guy, and now you have to be tabled. Now, why do I say this is no gay? Where can this come up? Gentlemen? What? Yes, that's correct. And it, it's really strange because there are a lot of troopers to discuss it. It's, it's a little bit odd because there's absolutely no chiv to sell kalim. There's no isabayurabayamatsabliyas. I say this before Pesach every year. And it's not necessary. What, the reason why people are machmeh even to sell anything to do with the kalim is they're worried they didn't clean the kalim well enough. And they're worried some chametz is stuck to the kalim, and that could be. So what you want to do is you come to the Rav, and when people ask me to sell the kalim, is what I tell them, you want to sell any small pieces of chametz that might be stuck to the kalim. You don't want to sell the kalim because you're going to have a problem over here after Pesach. And you want to bring 5,000 kalim to be table again, go right ahead, but there's no way you're doing this. Um, I wouldn't call it a brach batal if it's one sechai v'chai, but it's, there's no inyan. For some strange reason, I'm I, I never 100% sure why this is. There's really no inyan to sell bleas. Bleas are microscopic. And there's no body raw by a matzah. Bleas are real. They can trafe up your, the next dish you make. In the other day, bleas are very real, even though they're microscopic. But in terms of body raw by a matzah, there's no problem. With that said, there were some people who did it, Felt it was a chumrah, or I'm guessing many people thought they were supposed to be selling the kalim, and they did. And now the shaila is, what do you do? So as we'll see shortly, many can say based on the sifiyanavos that uh, you blew it and you got to be tovah. And if you didn't, then it wasn't a real mechira. So if you did real mechira, it's a problem. And some want to be mekel, and we'll see in a minute what the tzad is. Let's so take a look at tzadi dalim. Yisrael shemach akli lakam v'chazav v'lachan even though it was a short sale, uh, not a short sale, a, a short sale in terms of time. Uh, and he bought it right back from the same guy, same seller, same buyer. It's not even a shayla. You sold it to him, and if the kinyin was chal, it's chal. Again, you might have to do a number of kinyin to make sure it's chal to make a bracha when you buy back. Maybe if you only did kesef and amach shicha or the other way around. Uh, you're not so sure it was chal in the first place. Maybe when you take it back, you should make a bracha. But if you did all the kinyanim, you should make a bracha. Nation ikra shem rachri alav aladami lagavna demashkena etzla debasamach. We'll see in a moment in the mechaber that if you just gave it to the guys amashkem, we had the case last week where the guy gave it to his amashkem. If you gave it to the guys amashkem, even though there was some machmirim just now over here, no, it's machmir because you give it to the guys amashkem. The guys not kind it. It's not called al shem hagai. But if you sold it to him with the proper kinyanim, then it's chal. The hasam lanikra shemay alav by amashkem. If you buy it back, you've got to be table it. And others argue and say that you don't have to, perhaps. Which is interesting. The sale is chal. If you say everybody knows the sale wasn't a sale, then you're in big trouble. The sale is chal. It meant that you didn't really want him to keep it that long, and it's not really going to be called Al Shem Agai, because everybody knows in eight days you're going to be buying it back, and therefore there was not enough time to be called Al Shem Agai, and therefore it's not really um, going to be an issue. The Medina Saga Mechiris Chamesh Nimsa because you don't have to sell the candle, you really just have to sell the Chamesh on the Kalim. 
And therefore, maybe it's not chayv to do that. That's interesting. That means that even though the sale has to be chal, but since it's only for eight days, and everybody knows that I don't really want to sell, I'm just selling it because I have to, and the guy doesn't really want to buy it, he's just buying it because it's nice, so that's not enough to be nikral shame. Now, in Dake Kenyan, that doesn't make any sense. It only makes sense in the context of always patterning after Klimidjan. And Klimidjan is what is the perception? What is, besides the Kenyan, what is it called? Al shame, Goyo shame Yisrael. And the Machamir, I'm saying nothing doing. You sold it with a fair and square, and that's not like a Mashkin, that's not a regular Kenyan. So, what should you do if you accidentally did We only sell the chametz on the kalim or in the kalim. If you get it back now and you did sell it, because of the suffering. Even if the guy didn't use it. And again, so nothing to do. This is Chazara, the first point we made. It's not to do with Kashrus in terms of a chash that he might have used it, which, by the way, if you sold it to him even for a day and he put it into his house, you have to assume maybe he used it. But even if you know for sure he didn't, and he never used it, and his nicker never used it, and it uh, doesn't make a difference. This is from Tumas Akam, has nothing to do with trade for ingredients. No, no, no. We don't want it to revert back to Lamarfreya because then we're going to be in trouble. What happens? We actually do a Kenyan. We ask so him to. He made a down payment and we ask him. Yes, and that's a good shayla. Can you do that? Is that proper? And the last sif in this simon is going to discuss that. We will discuss it at the Mitzvah. So technically, yes. If I just borrow it back, um, I didn't make a Kenyan. However, the Taz is a big issue. If you borrow it for long term, then it's already Nick Shem Yisrael. The question is, when does that happen? So, long term might be an issue, uh, but let's say Matzi Pesach, uh, the guy didn't show up because he was under the influence, which happens once in a while, or he disappeared, which once happened. Uh, and uh, so then we make it tonight before Pesach, in case that happens, and he gives us the right to borrow it. Borrow it like even eat the Cheerios, that type of borrowing. Certainly gives the right to borrow the kale. Part two, which we just quoted, top line of the Machabar, again, if the Yid gave the Kli to a guy as a Mashkin, which we just said was a Machlaikis in the other direction, whether he's kind or not over here, everybody's Mashkin, that when he gets it back, it doesn't require a Tvila. Why is this so pushed over here? Now listen to a very interesting Lumdus. Listen to this Chilik. Go to Tzadi Zion. A guy is not kind of mashkin, he just has it. He's not kind of from the id. Ah, we just said that's a shayla in the opposite direction when the guy gives the mashkin to the id. Even though he doesn't make an absolute kinyan there either. Because when the Yid's holding it and it's under his dominion, that's good enough to be done to Maisa Midjin to possibly now be Chayev and Tvilo. Now that it's by him, and it might stay by him, probably to stay by him, in this direction, when the Yid gave it to the guy, in order for there to be a Chayev Tvilo, the guy from the Yid has to be kinded. With a real Kenyan, it doesn't help that it's just he happens to be sitting with it. And there, he doesn't require any, uh, any tefillah on the way back, unless the Yid tells him that 
he indicates that he's keeping it there, which is Sadiches, a Mashkana, Filim, Nimloch, Lashaka, Litzakam, Nami, Zadfilim, Chazam, Padam. So the first sheet holds, even if he thought he was going to keep it there, but if he's paid it, it still doesn't require Tfilim. Mir Yeshikasashim, it's Chilish, Eshkina, Etzla, Daita, Shalolapilim. He told him ahead of time, I'm not coming back for it, just keep it, I'm keeping the money. I am Chazapada, Oz, Im Chazapada, Tzarathfila, Gavni, Havik, and Mechir. Because then it was like a Mechir in the first place. Yeshikasu, De'el, Chalapakach, Chalgavni, Yisrael, Shemashkan, Sanachi, and Tzarathfila, because there is no Kenyan Mashkan from the year to a guy. Lamaisi, Yeshla, Tevel, Babacha. Not that our Gav is we don't give our Kalim up for Mashkan, but I love this is interesting. Okay, next part is also a Gav. I mentioned this a couple of weeks back. Look at the Ramah. Hagav, Yisrael, Velavu, Chavim, Shakana, Kleber, Shutfus. If they own it together, Ein Tzarech And the reason Ein Tzarech is an interesting expression. Ein Tzarech is Ein Tzarech You don't have to be tailored. Why? Because you can't be tailored. It's not going to do anything. Because as long as the guy still has a hand in it, it's not going to help. We'll see in a moment. Many people can say, even if a guy only has 1% of it, then it, uh, if, if he didn't sell me back those, those rights, then uh, my Tzarech is like Tzarech 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 if the guy who owns one percent sells it to another guy? No, if one percent is the guy, ten percent is the Jew, and together they sell it to the Jew. And that Jew does he have to be paid? Yes, oh. yes, because and that's a, the, the theme over here is that if a guy has any any part of his ownership, uh, still has that tumas akum or parts thereof. The Shiloh, whether it's even a small amount or it has to be fifty-fifty, but uh, many hold even a small amount. Let's see, kuf ale b'shutfus ein sar tfilo adas. Even a small percentage. It doesn't work. If a Jew owns a meat, no. No. Say if you have, you can have a corporation with a million outstanding shares, and 999,000 are owned by Jews, and one is owned by a guy. But now you bought it, so you're Jewish. You own it, so be tied You know what I'm saying? The only way what 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 you could ask is what happens like the second sheet that holds that a slight ownership of the guy is not enough has to be 50-50. Then you would need, you have to be chesher for a corporation where the Jew has 50% or more, which, at the end of the day, I think it's Nazi propaganda to say that you, a stock corporation out there, you have to be chesher, it's really owned by Jews. Jews own a lot of stocks, but not 50%. That, that's, that's where I think the gets lost in the translation, and Akiva, which you saw up with your argument with those store owners, is they're being told that, no, you have to be chesher, stock corporation. I think that factually, that's completely... No, they told me that they're, they're the chayshes that might be, but, but not but one Jew. No, but that but the, you see from here, it's, it's fakir. That, that, that's where it doesn't <laughs> hold any water because in order for it to be a shayla, most people can say if a one guy owns one point oh one percent, and now you buy yachayv and tefillah. But even if you go with the other sheet, that's be fifty fifty. Uh, that doesn't you understand? So that, yeah, that, that yeah. I don't I don't think there's a chash there. Yes. But, but from my side, it's not similar to because Totally right. Totally right. So there. So, so that's a good point. We don't say do me the clean midgen haraya. If you buy a clean in Walmart, you have to be tailored, even though you didn't conquer Walmart. Ah, it's not them the clean midgen. You didn't come with your sword. Then you didn't have sat the and send out a thousand shavers. 
<laughs> so, so it has a limitation. Shaila's what the limitation is. I think they're assuming, uh, they're apparently assuming, that the whole straw over here is as tumas akum, whatever this metaphysical tuma on it. And if there's any tuma left, there's still tuma here. That's, that's the straw over here. I saw one other hand before we finish. No, nobody says that interesting enough. It's a good child, by the way. No, nobody, we, we handled that at the beginning. I, I think you were missing the first few days of Zman. We didn't know we started. But he, the first uh, discussion we had is nothing to do with Akum. It has to be a, can be a guy, even though Zayimitz has been another card-carrying uh, uh, from guy. Uh, there's one other hand? No? Okay, Mitzvah Shem will continue tomorrow night.